the atmosphere puts me in a cold place it becomes hot I'm the atmosphere if it's dry when I come in it becomes wet I'm the atmosphere I'm the fire of the Lord you stay around me you catch it I'm a burning coal can't be around me and be normal Come on, Jack, somebody say I'm the atmosphere. I'm the atmosphere. Watching me online, you are the atmosphere. Get into that office and drop some fire there. You sit on that office seat. Nobody can sit on it well. Something will come on them because the believer leaves a residue where they go to. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I'm the atmosphere saying God move when I move God has moved yeah. God move move where the believer is the move of God yeah. you hear what I'm saying I need to preach today man can I preach huh. we can close the service from here it's been a great day it's a good evening slap somebody say it's a good evening Slap the other person and say Zukwani Ike. Just in case you're not Igbo, it means rest. A leper has. That's all. Help me preach to your neighbor. Say, I have rest on every side. No, you didn't preach like you know. Say, preach to the neighbor. Say, I have rest on every side. You're not shouting like you have rest. You're not shouting like you have rest. Are there restful believers in this room? If you know you've got the rest of the Lord on your side, open up your mouth and give God a shout. I've got rest on every side. I've got rest on every side. I've got rest on every side. I've got rest on every I 
preach one more time say I've got to rest on every side the bank may be on your case but I've got to rest on every side the debtors might be calling you but I've got to rest on every side maybe you lost the job but I've got to rest on every side The landlord's calling your number, but I've got rest on every side. Because no landlord can take my rest away from me. I guess it's too early. I've got rest on every side. Acts chapter 12 verse 16. And when Herod would have brought him forth, the same night Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains not one chain but when the atmosphere shifts chains are breaking right now and the keepers before the door kept the prison no no just stay where you are so Peter is going to be killed tomorrow but he's sleeping today The landlord told you they're coming tomorrow morning, but you're sleeping tonight. How can you be sleeping when you have a death sentence hanging on your life? No, it's not a rumor, it's a fact. And just in case the, you, you think Herod was messing around, Herod has just killed James, the brother of Jesus. James, not one of the disciples. James. Brother of John, rather. With the sword. So Herod had killed James. So Herod wasn't bluffing. So when he took Peter, he was sure this guy was going to die. The next day, if I were in that prison, I'll be doing an all night right now. If I was in that prison, I'll be pacing the floor. Menata zate kol shataka desate. And you know the song I'll be singing. If you don't help me, where else can I go? And just in case that one doesn't work, I'm going to switch to another song. Destiny Helper. Because you can have a glorious destiny and end up in the prison still. And just in case that one doesn't work, because it's a long night when the chains are on you, the clock starts ticking very slow. So my songs become plenty. 
I run out of my list of songs on my iPhone. Just in case it's a very cool prison. And then I remember the song, there is something that makes me come to your presence. But Peter is sleeping. Father, we thank you for your word. Because we have rest on every side. We have rest on every side. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3 then. Now we who have believed enter that rest. Now. Not tomorrow. Peter is sleeping now. Not tomorrow. He will be killed tomorrow. But now. Oh God help me. Now, we who have believed have entered the rest. So we don't come into rest by fasting. We come into rest by believing. We who have believed. So believe is the doorway to resting. So every time there's a struggle, the response is to believe. Because I told you the other time, when you be, you leave. Okay. Why? Because we believe for a leaving. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? We believe for a leaving. The problem then is, glory, God help me this evening. I want to preach this then. The problem, glory, the problem then is, we come into rest by believing, but then we want to employ strategies to stay in the living. We come into rest by believing. We came into rest by believing, but now we want to employ strategies to complete the living. What you fail to understand is how you come into rest is how you stay in rest. Come on, follow me this evening. If believing got you into the rest, believing keeps you in the rest. So it's possible to be inside of rest and not experience rest. Oh my God. Midland Church, are you here this evening? It's possible to be in rest and not experience rest. Why? Because even though believing brings you into rest, revelation gives you the experience of rest. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? So you must come to the place where the revelation of the rest is now actively activated in your life. Otherwise, you might be in Christ and not know rest. Are you following what I'm saying? I'm going slow so you can get it. So Galatians chapter 3 then. Paul is speaking to the Galatians. All foolish Galatians, who has cast an evil spell on you, for the meaning of Jesus Christ's death was made as clear to you as if you had seen a picture of his death on the cross. Are you seeing that now? Next verse. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message. Are you seeing this now? 
So how did you receive the Spirit? By believing the message, not by walking yourselves out. Guys, are you here with me tonight? Next verse. I'm going to show you something quick, quickly. How foolish can you be then? After starting your new lives in the Spirit, why are you trying to become perfect by your own human effort? Next verse. Have you experienced so much for nothing? Surely it was not in vain for, was it? Next verse. I ask you again. Does God give you the Holy Spirit and work miracles among you because you obey the law? Of course not. It is because you believe the message. So miracles happen because of the message, not because of your fasting. But, but, but what is important to note here is this. Why is Paul going back to ask them, how did you get saved? Because how you get saved determines how you live your life. Because the just shall live by faith. Because he was saved by faith. Are you seeing that now? So what Paul is saying then is this. If you got into Jesus by believing, follow me carefully, and salvation is the biggest thing that happened in your life. Uh, God, are you here? Are you here with me? If the biggest thing in your life came by believing, how much more the car? Uh, are you here? If the biggest thing, which is salvation, came by faith, why do you think you have to struggle for the car? Why do you think you need to struggle for the wife? Why do you think you need to struggle for the house rent? The biggest thing came by believing. Salvation came by believing. So if I got salvation, which is the biggest thing by believing, I will get every other thing by believing. Are you seeing what Paul is trying to show you now? Give me this in the other translation. You crazy Galatians, message. Did someone put a spell on you? I'm coming to you guys. Have you taken leave of your senses? Something crazy has happened. For it is obvious that you no longer have the crucified Jesus in clear focus in your lives. Are you seeing this guys? Now his sacrifice on the cross was certainly said before you clearly enough. Next verse. Let me put this question to you. How did your new life begin? Was it by walking your heads off to please God or was it by responding to God's message to you? Next verse. Are you going to continue this craziness? So every time you step out of faith into works, you're being crazy. For only crazy people would think they can complete by their own effort what was begun by God. So take this home, listen to me. You can't sustain by works what you began by faith. You can't sustain by works what you began by faith and you can't keep in the flesh what you received in the spirit. Ah. You can't sustain by works what you began by faith and you can't keep in the flesh what you received in the spirit. Are you hearing what I'm saying? So this is man's effort trying to displace God's effort. So but what you realize is that believing replaces hustling. In Christ, believing replaces hustling. 
So when men are shouting hustle, hustle, you're shouting believe, oh, believe, oh. Say, hustle, hustle. Make EFCC no come your compound and carry everybody leave you. No, believe, oh, believe, oh. That's what we shout. Just to believe. Come on, shout, I believe. Come on, shout, I believe. I can hear you shout, I believe. So when you believe, then you come into the rest of God. Can we see this in the living Bible? There's something I want to show you there. Oh foolish Galatians, what magician has hypnotized you and cast an evil spell upon you? For your feeling for the Galatians. There are some Galatians in church. Are we together, guys? Are we together? I need your response, guys. So, for you used to see the meaning of Jesus Christ's death as clearly as though I had waved the placard before you with a picture of it of Christ dying on the cross. Next verse. Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by trying to keep the Jewish laws? Of course not. For the Holy Spirit came upon you only after you heard about Christ. Only after you heard about Christ. So in case you went to somewhere and they were preaching motivational speaking and you started doing something else came upon you. It wasn't the Holy Ghost. Are you seeing that now? I'm coming to you. Next verse. Then have you gone completely crazy? Listen to me. For if trying to obey the Jewish laws never gave you spiritual life. Oh. In the first place, why do you think that trying to obey them now will make you stronger Christians? I want to be a strong Christian. The law can't make you strong in the faith. It is grace that builds you up. I commend you now to the word of his grace which is able to build you up. Not the word of his law. Uh, there is the word of his law and there is the word of his grace. So the word of the Lord breaks you down. The word of the Lord, grace, builds you up. The, the word of the Lord breaks you down. The word of the grace builds you up. Are we together now? But there's something in the next verse. Maybe in the fifth one. Oh, oh here. You have suffered so much for the gospel. Now, are you going to just throw it all overboard? Keep this in mind. So when you throw overboard, you are walking in the flesh. When you throw overboard, you are employing human effort. Hold that in mind. I'll come to you in a bit. I'm coming to you in a bit. So what is rest then? What is rest then? Rest is, are you following me guys? Rest, rest, oh my God, help me this evening. Rest is, Jesus Christ, you're putting it for them. Taking sides with God and having your head laid on the pillows of the finished work. Taking sides with God and having your head laid on the pillows of the finished work. That is what rest is. Are you seeing this now? 
listen to me i shared it recently and i was saying this it's possible for you to rest physically and wake up with the back pain so the point is there's a way to rest and there's a way not to rest so when we say you have to have your head on the pillows of the finished work we're saying the pillows should be the only thing on your head the problem is you have the pillows of the finished work but you're supporting it with something else Balenciaga. No, no, no. You can't. So it has to be the pillows of the finished work only. Only. Are you hearing what I'm saying, guys? Are you hearing what I'm saying? So now, for you to rest properly then, you need to now investigate what rest truly is. Give me the other slide. So rest is refrain from your works. Embrace the finished work, see through the lens of grace, and trust him completely. Are you seeing this now? So this word dress breaks down to, you refrain from your own works. The point is, most times, people have refrained from their works, but they have not embraced the finished work. To stop walking and not embrace his work is works in disguise. Am I talking to someone tonight? Yeah. To stop working in your works and not embrace his work is works in disguise. So the moment you, we, we know that you truly have embraced the finished work if you are now in the place of thanksgiving. Because thanksgiving is a reflection of rest. Listen to me. Thanksgiving, follow me carefully. Thanksgiving is a response, not a trigger to get him to do work. Hey guys, are you here? Thanksgiving is a response to the finished work, not a trigger to get him to do work. Should I say it again? Thanksgiving is a response to the finished work. So when you know the work is finished, you can thank him for it. So I'm not thanking him to do for him to do something. I'm thanking him because he did something. So I'm, I don't praise in advance. I praise in retrospect. Oh God, help me. Are we together here? Are we together here? Yeah, he's getting it. You don't praise in advance. No, you praise in retrospect. Are you seeing that now? So my thanksgiving is a reflection of my rest position. So when I rest, I thank him. But the problem also is this. When you are thanking him, sometimes it looks like things are getting bad the more. Do I have a witness in the room? So you're giving God praise. You're giving him so much praise, but things are getting badder. Bad English, good preaching. The pressure is getting worse. Worse. And worse. But you are giving thanks. But you see, when you start giving thanks like that, it's an opportunity for you to begin to count your blessings. And name them one by one. And it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Not what the Lord is doing. Guys, follow me now. Not what the Lord is doing, what the Lord has what has done. Because listen, it's called the finished work because it's past tense. Are you hearing me now? It's called the finished work because it is what? Past tense. It's finished work. Notice it is finished work, not finished works. Hey, are you following me now? It is finished work, not finished works. Are you following what I'm saying? 
So, so what happens is, is, why is that so? Listen to me. On the other side, you have works. Because there are many attempts to get to the Father. It is plural works because there are many attempts. But on this side, you have the finished work. So it was one work that dealt with the works. Are we together in this room? One work dealt with the works. One work dealt with the works. Are you seeing that now? So in other words, finished work, finished work. Finished, slap somebody, say finished work. Finished work. So I don't have to do anything anymore. All I have to do is just rest. Because the work is finished. There's nothing left for me to do. Listen, the gospel is a call to drop your tools and pick up the work he's done. I'm not doing anything anymore. I'm taking on what he has done. It's finished work. So because the work is finished, I can now rest. Are you hearing me? So then you have to refrain from your works, embrace the finished work, see through the lens of grace. This is very important because if you don't see how God sees, you can't treat it how God treats it. Sometimes you, you think the problem is big because you're looking at it from your perspective. Actually, it is perspective that produces rest. But that's why we said rest is taking sides with God. So when you take sides with God, you see from where God sees. Are you seeing what I'm saying now? So I take sides with God so I can see how God sees. So you're seeing a mountain, but God is seeing a molehill. My God, am I preaching to someone tonight? Have you seen, have you, have you, you know what they call the horizon? When you stand from somewhere far, you will see like the waters are meeting the sun. That's your perspective. But when you get closer, you realize that they are farther apart. The problem is, you are looking at your situation from the ground. But God is in the heights of the skies. Looking, oh God. So when the... When the 12 spies went to spy the, the land of Cana, some guys went, the first 10 went, and they said, we were like grasshoppers in our own eyes. So they couldn't take the land because of their perspective. So their perspective was blurring the victory. Ugh. Ugh. Their perspective was blurring the victory. Are you seeing that now? So they came back worried. If your perspective is, is wrong, anxiety becomes the result. If your perspective is wrong, anxiety becomes the result. So if you tell me, Pastor, I'm worried, I know something is wrong with your perspective. Because I've taught you before that when you get to the airport, everything is on the same level. You can see your brother as they are. But the moment you get on the flight and it begins to ascend, everyone becomes like grasshoppers. So what you saw at your level and you couldn't deal with it when you get in the flight of thanksgiving. Uh. 
sometimes you need to just change your position you're looking at the situation from the wrong standpoint can someone take a flight in the spirit this morning yeah yeah you know you understand that's how you take a flight recommend the solar because when we pray in tongues we rise like an edifice ha! Ha! you rise like an edifice you're rising you're rising and as you rise the problems become smaller uh, uh, they did not reduce in size you only change perspective uh. are you hearing what I'm saying guys oh God can I preach this thing so then your perspective is important so when you see from when he sees you can now trust him completely so trust is in position because perspective is in position oh God help me preach this evening are you getting blessed tonight? Slap your neighbor, say Zukwanike. So, but then to come into true rest, then I have to understand the peace of God, the peace with God, and the peace from God. Are you here with me tonight? Because if I don't know peace, I can't have rest. So they say rest in peace. But you see, the man in the grave can't rest in peace if he's not in Christ. So you don't have to die to rest in peace. You just have to be in Christ. Because he's the prince of peace. So the man in Christ is resting in peace. Uh, are you here? The man in Christ is resting in peace. Are you following what I'm saying now? So but then there's a peace of God and there's a peace from God and there is the peace with God. Can I explain that to you? So Jesus then is the peace of God from God God help me this evening are you ready for this mainland church Jesus is the peace of God and the peace from God because from speaks of location source it speaks of origin so if I say are you from Adawama I'm talking about where you're coming from Adama wa. come I'm saying Adawa come. I'm come. Uh. So the, the Jesus is the peace of God from God. Give me give me Luke chapter 2 verse 10. Luke chapter 2 verse 10. Look at this carefully. Look at this guys. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Next verse. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Next verse. And this will be the sign to you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. He's speaking about Jesus when he was born. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying what were they saying 
glory to God in the highest and on earth peace. Now you must understand that when he started saying peace at this time, oh God, God, God. When he started saying peace at this time, he was referring to the Messiah that was born. Because Jesus is the peace of God from God. So the moment he came to the earth, the angels saw him and they said, peace. Are you, are you seeing this now? But you must also realize that before now, the Bible records that no man had ever seen God at any time. Because he dwells in unapproachable lights. So even angels had not seen him. So the first time angels saw God, they saw him as a baby. Uh, oh God, are you here with me? They saw God as a baby for the first time. For the first time. This is so powerful. Follow me carefully. Now, now look at this. Look at this. So when Adam fell, all of humanity fell in Adam. So man started offering sacrifices to appease God. So they can have peace. Uh, because appeasing leads to peace. So they were trying to have peace with God, but man cannot provide peace with God because he lacked the ability in him. So guess what? Peace of God, Jesus, came from God. Are you seeing that now? So this is, are you here guys? Are you here? Hey, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me. Don't, don't, don't miss this. So this is God, for instance, and I'm his son. Are you following me now? So I'm the peace of God that came from God. When I came from God, it was now peace made flesh. Are you following this now? I'm breaking down so you can get it. So it's now peace made flesh. So this peace made flesh is now a human being. So God became human peace. Are you following me now? The purpose was so that he can represent the human race to make peace for them. Because they couldn't make peace by themselves. So what happens is, this is now God peace in the flesh. Now goes to meet God in heaven. And says, this man can't make peace. Let's make peace with ourselves. So God made peace with himself and brought man into his peace by faith. That's a peaceful sound. Are you following this thing I'm saying? So, so, so what you find, oh God help me this evening. So what you find is that man now has peace with God. Because the peace of God from God came to earth. So peace with God made peace. Peace from God made peace with God for mankind. So I'm now born into peace. So the man in Christ is not making peace. He's a beneficiary of peace. So I did not do anything to have peace. I got peace by faith so I can lose my peace. Are you hearing me now? I can't lose my peace. I can't, come on, I can't lose my peace. I can't lose my peace. The word didn't give it. The word can't take it. I didn't lose my peace. I can't lose my peace. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I can't lose my peace. I can't lose my peace. I can't lose it. I can't lose it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I can't lose my peace. This is so powerful, guys. So now I have peace with God. But more importantly to see is that 
he did not just stop with giving me peace with God. He now gave me the peace of God inside me. So peace with God is reconciliation. Peace of God is the reconciler. So the believer now has peace with God and peace of God. Are you following me guys? So what you also find, listen to me, what you also find is this, what you also find is this. The moment I had peace with God, oh God help me, the moment I had peace with God, God now was on my side. Because before I could face my problems by myself, but now that I have peace with God, he's now on my side, I can now face my problems with God on my side. One with God is now majority. Uh, are you seeing that now? Are you seeing that now? So the beautiful thing to also see is, look, look at this, look at this, look at this. So peace with God now, peace, follow me carefully. Peace with God now brings to me what I lack in my person. So when the Bible speaks about the believer must wear the whole armor of God, he wasn't talking to you, he was talking to your relationship. Because the armor is not your responsibility, the armor is in the union. Are you following me now? The armor is in the union. The armor is in the union. Follow me carefully. The armor is in the union. So when he came to me in partnership, bring it down a bit. When he came to me in partnership, listen to me, I didn't have faith, but he brought faith. Why? Because grace brings faith. Are you seeing that now? When he came to me, I didn't have the breastplate of righteousness, but he brought his righteousness. Are you seeing that now? When he came to me, I didn't have a sword in my fight, but he brought his sword, the sword of truth. So everything I lacked, I now have in the partnership. So peace with God now gives me the opportunity to now face my storms without fear. So everything I couldn't face before by relationship with the peace with God, I can now face it. Are you following me so far? So now we have seen the peace with God. We see Jesus then in the storm. So Jesus is in the storm now with the disciples and there is a mighty raging storm. Matthew chapter 8. Are you getting blessed so far? So they all got into the boat and began to cross over to the other side of the lake. And Jesus, exhausted, fell asleep. Jesus fell. He wasn't pretending. He actually slept. Come on, talk to me now. He slept. Because like I said, if Jesus wept, he can't slept. Bad English, good preaching. So this sleeping reveals to you that he had humanity in him. Because we do not have a high priest who is not touched by. So Jesus slept in the boat. Next verse. And suddenly a violent storm developed. Developed. Because sometimes the storm doesn't come all of a sudden. It comes bit by bit. And when it starts coming bit by bit, you think you have control. So you have some things you can do about it. You can manage it a bit. You have some wisdom. You can read some, some books, five steps to come out of the storm. 
until the storm becomes full-blown because it developed it didn't come mightily it came beat by beat are you seeing this now so the storm comes and it developed with waves so high the boat was about to be swam the problem is not water around the boat the problem is when water begins to come into the boat because the water around the boat can't sink it it will float it but when water gets inside it begins to drown with water coming into your life and you're wondering what am I going to do now you thought you had control before but now water is coming inside and you tried using your biller to build the water out you keep pouring out but more water keeps coming in you keep pouring out but more water keeps coming in and it's interesting to see that whilst you're building the water the master is sleeping Whilst you're building the water, the master is sleeping. But here's a, listen, he says, yet Jesus continued to sleep soundly. Slap your neighbor, say sleep soundly. You're about to sleep sound after this meeting tonight. <laughs> Come on, you're about to sleep sound after this meeting tonight. Come on, you're about to sleep sound after this meeting tonight. You're about to sleep sound after this meeting tonight. You're about to sleep sound after this meeting tonight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? next verse the disciples who woke him up saying save us lord we are going to die but jesus reprimanded them why are you gripped with fear where is your faith then he stood up and rebuked the storm and said be still and instantly it became perfectly calm the question is where is your faith because before now listen to me where speaks of location where he doesn't say they don't have faith uh, follow me guys don't sleep on me he says where is your faith because before now he's been doing miracles in the previous verses and they've been seeing it so he expected that by now some faith will be rising within them to believe him in the storm oh, God so, but now, uh, you're getting it now. So, but there's now the storm. The master is sleeping. They wake him up and he's asking, where did your faith go to? So, by this time, their faith has changed position. They now had more faith in the storm than they had in the Messiah. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You, you don't have to blame these guys because they were all fishermen before so they knew what a storm looks like and nobody prepares for a storm really sometimes so they are faced with a storm what do you do when you are in the storm but you don't have a life jacket what do you do when you are in the storm but there's no one to call on that's where they were and they started calling the master the problem is they were too focused on the storm so the storm became bigger because they were looking at it what you focus on you amplify uh. are you hearing what i'm saying the storm became bigger because they were focusing on the storm they lost sight of the savior in the boat the storm was big but there was a bigger man in the boat uh. 
the problem is you're going through life forgetting that he that is in me is oh he that is in me is great oh my god he that is in me oh he that is in me the greater one lives on my inside the greater one lives on my inside i can face any storm right now because the greater one lives on my the greater one lives who am i preaching to this minute the greater one lives on my inside i can face any storm but you must realize then how can Jesus be in the boat and then there's a storm because the abs oh God the presence of Jesus is not the absence of the storm the presence of Jesus is a guarantee that you will come out of the storm I say it again the presence of Jesus is not the absence of a storm the presence of Jesus is guarantee that you will come out of the storm because what did he say when you go through the fire I will go with you it shall not burn you when you go through the waters I will go with you it will not swallow you so God goes with you through troubles uh so that the troubles can overwhelm you the problem is not the trouble the problem is you're not seeing the God with you because if God be for us who can be against us who am I preaching to the Bible declares many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers him out of them all many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers him out of them all not out of some out of all oh show God help me Many are the afflictions. Many are the afflictions. Bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. Pastor, why does bad things happen to good people? Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Of the righteous. Not the bad man, of the righteous. Because the point is, if he was a bad person, you can tell their sin caused the problem. But now he's a righteous man, so he tells you it wasn't the sin. It was life happening to the man. But the issue is not the problem. There's a caveat. Come on, there's a caveat on your life. But the Lord is the caveat. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers. I don't care what you're going through. But the Lord is my response. You may be fighting with that job right now. But the Lord delivers me. You lost a baby, but the Lord. You lost a job, but the Lord. You're having a pain by the side. But the Lord. Something's going on with your system. But the Lord. A thousand shall fall at your right hand. But the Lord. Ten thousand on the other side. But the Lord. Even though I walk through the valley of a shadow of death, but the Lord, I will fear no evil. But the Lord, His shadow You've seen the accidents coming right before you. But the Lord, they ask you, how are you going to come out of this stuff? But the Lord, I lost a job. But the Lord, I lost a baby. But the Lord, everything is going upside down. But the Lord, hey, but the Lord, someone shout, but the Lord, because but the Lord, but the Lord is the reverse. But the Lord is the reverse. Oh, Shadakapahasa, I feel the anointing. But the Lord is the reverse. But the Lord is the reverse. The landlord called me yesterday, but the Lord. 
Your mama called you, I have pain on my waist above the Lord. There's arthritis on my leg above the Lord. There's asthma holding my chest above the Lord. I'm trying to breathe, but the Lord. But the Lord. But the Lord. But the Lord. When I have no words to say, but the but the Lord but the Lord but the Lord I'm limping but the Lord but the Lord they just give me a quick notice but the Lord because but the Lord is bigger than many afflictions uh, uh, But the Lord is bigger than many afflictions. Many heavy afflictions. But the Lord. to be trying for five years no child but the Lord but the Lord but the Lord I still gather symptoms but the Lord I can see the doctor's reports but the Lord whose reports would you believe I'll repeat the beloved of the Lord but the Lord Find that reports. Scream for the Lord. Tell cancer. For the Lord. Tell asthma. For the Lord. Tell cancer. For the Lord. Tell the pain. For the Lord. Tell the sickness. For the Lord. That's my response. That's my response. I got nothing else to say. I got no one to respond. But the Lord. Because when the Lord steps in, everything else is fixed. But the Lord. Somebody holler. But the Lord. But the Lord. When I can't get my life together, but the Lord. But the Lord. But the Lord. But the Lord. The presence of Jesus is not the absence of trouble. It is the guarantee that you will come out. Because many are. Uh, I'm not focused on the many afflictions. I'm focused on but the Lord. Because sometimes God doesn't deliver you out of trouble. He delivers you in trouble. <laughs> because when he comes in the trouble, the testimony is louder. The four Hebrew boys were trusting that he would get them out of fire. But the way he waited until they got into fire. He waited until they got into fire. But the Lord, but the Lord. He waited. And when 
Nebuchadnezzar saw, he said, they are now four people, but we're two and three. How come they are four? But the Lord. Yes, But the Lord. But the Lord. They are four now, but the Lord. It was three, but the Lord. Yes, ah! Yeah. It was three, but the Lord. It was three, but the Lord. But the Lord stepped in. The Lord is about to step in into someone's business. It's about to step in on that job. It's about to step in on that job. But the Lord. Fix it by the Lord. So now they are in the boat. But what's important to see is they are waking the master. The test is not there to help you wake the master. Because oh God, if if waking the master was so important, he would have woken by himself. If waking the master was important. He would have woken by himself. But sometimes you think God hasn't done anything. If God hasn't done anything about it, nothing can be done about it. Nothing can be done about it. Nothing. Slap your neighbor, say, Don't wake the master. So slap the don't wake the master. If the master is sleeping, you should be sleeping. The inspiration is to do what the master is doing. Jesus said, what I see my father do, I do. So God sleeps in the storm, so I'm gonna sleep. God wants you to sleep. God wants you to sleep. I'm not staying up any longer at night. No more pigeons, no more crying. God wants you to sleep. Stop waking the Lord. You're waking the Lord with all the all nights. All the praise challenge, waking the Lord. Stop waking the Lord. Leave the praise challenge alone. Don't wake the Lord. Sleep, the Lord is sleeping. Oh God. Sleep, the Lord is sleeping. Sleep, the Lord is sleeping. Uh, the Lord is sleeping. The Lord, I will sleep. I will sleep. I will sleep. I will sleep. Slap your neighbor, say sleep, sleep, sleep. Slap somebody say sleep, baby. Sleep, sleep. Sleep, 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 sleep. Because listen to me, faith is a sleeping pill. I, I, I'm coming to you. Faith is a sleeping pill. So I take one dose in the morning. I take one dose in the afternoon. You know about chloroquine, but I know about fatigue. I'm not doing chloroquine, I'm doing faith in. Faith in Christ. Faith in. Faith in. Get some faith in your system right now. Get some faith in your system. Get some faith in your system. Get some faith in your system. Pray in the Holy Ghost one minute. He the president of no tonga sleeps well. When I pray, I sleep well. I shut up. 
when I pray in the Holy Ghost, I slip well. Peter yes, prays in an unknown tongue. Yes, Slips well. Can somebody take some fit toes? Take some fit toes. Come on, come on. When you take the fit toes, you can be rest assured. When you take the fit toes, you can be rest assured. You can be rest assured. Rest in assurance. Rest in assurance. Rest in assurance. I've got rest in the name of Jesus. I've got rest in the name of Jesus. I've got rest in the name of Jesus. Slap your neighbor, say, Don't wake the master. Don't wake the master. Just take some faith in. Where is your faith? Take the faith in. I feel the anointing of the Holy Ghost here. Faith is coming right now. Faith is rising from within you. Where is your faith? Come on. Anybody looking for faith? Come on, anybody looking for faith? There's faith in this room because faith coming by hearing. And hearing by the word of Shotolo. As you're hearing now, faith is rising here. Faith is rising here. Faith is rising here. Who am I preaching to? Faith is rising here. Don't wake the master. Don't wake the master. Don't wake the master. If he was just the master, he would have slept all through. So he spoke to the storm because of their sake. Because you see, the creator cannot be threatened by the creation. What I see my father do, I do. The mother of Jesus said to them, whatever he said to you to do, do it. God say sleep tonight when you get home. Sleep, sleep. I'm gonna get some good sleep when I get back tonight. I don't care what the devil is saying. I don't care who's toiling with my life. I'm gonna get some good sleep. Slap your neighbor, say get some sleep. I'm about to crash this plane. So the point then, this is not even the point. The point then is, we are now out of the boat that was about to sink, but we see Peter now sleeping in prison. Ah. So Peter was in the boat. He saw the master sleeping. So when they took him to prison, his response was sleep. What I see my father do uh, what I see my father do Jesus is the father of the disciples what I see my father do I'm gonna do I'm gonna sleep I'm gonna sleep I'm gonna sleep slap somebody high five say sleep 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 help me preach to your neighbor say sleep 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 I'm not staying up long any night 
I must stay up longer at night. I'm gonna get some sleep tonight. I'm gonna get some sleep tonight. I'm gonna get some sleep. I'm gonna get some sleep tonight. God wants you to sleep. So Peter is sleeping now. He saw the master sleeping. So he learned from the best. Uh, uh, hold, hold on. When you learn from the best, you get a good rest. I didn't mean to rhyme. When you learn from the best, you get a good rest. The problem is you've been learning from the wrong people. That's why your life is as impactful as the mentorship you have over you. So he saw, he saw the master resting. So he rested. But also important to see that it was the same Peter who walked on water. So he, oh God, he saw the master sleep. And then he believed some more in the master. The next time he saw him walking on water, he said, if it is you, tell me to come. The master said, come. And then he tried it and it, the ground froze under his feet. Then he knew sleeping walks. Sleep does it. Sleeping walks. Sleeping works. Sleepwalking. But you must realize then that sleep or rest is not inactivity, it is spirit directed activity. So, what? Yes. Rest is not inactivity, it is spirit directed activity. What it means is when you, oh God, when you sleep, he's going to give you the number to call. So the point, uh, when you rest, you will hear clearly. So the point is he's been saying the numbers. He's been telling you the place to go. He's been saying, call this fellow. But your number has been busy. Could it be that your number has been on DND? &D? Do not disturb. DND, &D, do not disturb. But the master has been trying to reach you. You ought to be singing, I'm available. So when he oh God. But even more beautiful then is to see that Jonah, Jonah is a type and shadow of Jesus. Jonah is a type and shadow of Jesus. 
Are you following me? Because the Jews came to Jesus, sir, and they said to him, give us a sign. And Jesus said to them, no sign will be given to you, adulterous generation, except the sign of Jonah in the belly of the fish three days and three nights. So what it means is Jonah in the belly of the fish three days and three nights is death, burial, and resurrection. Jonah chapter 1 verse 4. Just, uh, we're about to close, about to crash the plane. The ship was about to break into pieces. Next verse. The sailors were terrified. They called out in desperation to their gods. There were many gods on this ship, but they couldn't save it. They threw everything they were... Uh, follow me. They threw everything they were carrying overboard to lighten the ship. Paul telling the Galatians, are you going to throw everything overboard? Galatians chapter 3, TLB. Galatians 3 verse 4, TLB. You have suffered so much for the gospel. Now, are you going to just throw it all overboard? Jonah chapter 1 verse 4. They threw everything they had overboard. So throwing overboard is walking in the flesh. So, so, so here, what you find, listen to me now. Listen to me now. They were trying to lighten the sheep by throwing things overboard. Every time you focus on human effort, you lose things trying to save things. You lost that job because you were working in your effort. You lost the relationship because you were working in your effort. They lost things. Stop throwing things away. Uh, you lost some money. Stop throwing things away. Stop throwing things away. Yes, it's time to let God fix it. Stop throwing things away. I need to crash this thing. Stop throwing things away. But, but, but what you find also is that, take me down to the next verses. I was looking for these yesterday. The captain then said to him, uh, what is this sleeping? Get up, pray to your God, maybe your... God will see we're in trouble and rescues. Next verse. Then the sailors said to one another, Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's draw straws to identify the culprit of this sheep who's responsible for this disaster. So they drew straws and Jonah got the short straw. Next verse. Then they grilled him, confess. Why this disaster? What is your walk? Where do you come from? What country? What family? Next verse. The problem is sometimes people leave the storm and start questioning themselves. People leave the storm and start because they think or they thought that it was God who sent the storm. But it's not my will that any should perish. So the storm was not God. The storm was life. 
even Jonah thought he was God because he was running away from God. So he thought he was God. So, and I keep her. Jonah thought he was God too. Jonah thought he was God. So when they came to him, he said to them, notice he was running away. He didn't want to do the work. So he said to them, throw me into the water. But, but that's not where I'm even going to. Throw me into the water. So why did he say throw me into the water? Because he thought it was God coming after him and he was trying to run from the mission further. So Jonah was about to commit suicide. But you see, salvation comes from God in the fish. Jonah wanted to kill himself, but God wanted to save him still. It's not my will for any man to perish. God still saved him. So now you can know it wasn't God trying to crash the boat. So Jonah is now blaming himself. But he's a type and shadow of Jesus. He should have spoken to the storm. Jonah should have spoken to the storm, but he was now blaming himself. You think it's your fault that the storm came? You think it's your fault that you're not married yet? You think it's your fault that you have no job? No! Every time you focus on yourself, you lose your voice. Uh, ah! Every time you focus on yourself, you lose your voice. Jonas was looking at himself, blaming himself. It was my fault, throw me into the water. No, Jonah would have spoken. If it was his fault, he would have drowned. But there was salvation in the water waiting for him. How do I know? After three days and three nights, when Jonah got out of the fish, the last prayer he made was salvation comes from the Lord. Hey! Jonah was blaming himself. Stop blaming yourself. The storm is not your fault. The issue is not your fault. Life is happening to you. Don't say God is trying to break me. No, life is breaking you, but God is fixing you. It's not your fault. Slap somebody say it's not your fault. It's not your fault. But I've got good news for you. That even though what they threw in the water, they couldn't retrieve it. When you bring the cross into your situation, the ass head can float again. Because I, uh, God, Elisha said to them, bring me a stick and throw it into the water. Metals don't float, but when the cross came in, metals floated. Everything you lost is about to float tonight. There's restoration with compensation in this room. I don't care what you lost, but it's coming back to you now. I don't care what you lost, but it's coming back to you right now. In the name of Jesus, restoration with compensation. Restoration with compensation. Restoration with compensation. Everything I lost is coming back. 
everything I missed is coming back. The relationship is coming back. The job I missed is coming back. The money I missed is coming back. The contract is coming back. Everything I lost is coming back. It's coming back right now. It's coming back. Your neighbor, so it's coming back. How do I know? Because before restoration comes, rest must be in position. Put it up, let him see. So this is restoration, but there is rest in restoration. Rest precedes the restoration. But if you break it down some more, you have rest and oration. So when I rest, I speak. Restoration, oracles of God. Oracles, restoration, rest speaking. Jesus was resting in peace so he can speak. Uh, when you get up from struggle, you can't speak. He got up from rest so he could speak. Rest, oration. So when I rest, I can speak and then there's restoration. Because rest can store. Uh, Rest can store things. Rest can store things. Rest can store things. I don't care what you lost. Rest can restore. Restore. But even more beautiful is another word called restart. But it's actually restart. Because rest can restart your life. There's rest first before the starting. So rest will restart. Every dead organ is restarted. Everything that you lost can be restarted. Your life comes back. Every menopause restarts. 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 I've got rest on every side. Help me preach to your neighbor one more time. I've got rest. Come on, make it louder. I've got rest. So my auntie shared me a story. And the story was about the fact that she was in a plane from Lagos to Oweri. And in that plane, all of a sudden there was turbulence and everywhere was crazy. Even the Muslims began to shout Jesus. It was all mad and intense and all of a sudden she looked down in her hands and there was her two months old baby, quiet in the storm, resting. So rest is not the absence of the storm, it's the revelation of his hands. Rest is not the absence of the storm, it's the revelation of his hands. I know whose hands I'm in. In the hollow of his hands I am safe. Whatever may be tied me in the hollow of his hands. So every time the storm comes again to you, your song will be... When the oceans rise and thunders roll, I will sow with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood. I will be still and know you. When the oceans rise, when the Come on, he's on the screen. Help me sing it louder. Can you be upstanding one minute? I will sow it in you above 
will be still. I will be still. And know Come on, let's make it happen. Come on now. When the oceans rise, when the, the oceans rise, and tides roll, I will so with you. I will be still. I will be still. I So with you above the storm. So with you. Coranda Basata Bashoto. says find rest my soul in Christ alone know his power in quietness and trust in quietness and trust for the oceans when the oceans If you know you've got rest on every side, open up your mouth. Give Jesus a shout of praise in this room. Shout out to God with a voice of triumph. Slap your neighbor one more time. Say, I've got rest on every side. Tell the other person, rest assured. Tell the other person, rest assured. Find your seat if you can. Were you blessed tonight? Come on, were you blessed tonight? I've got rest on every side. Nothing can take my peace away. The word didn't give it, the word can't take it. Because my peace is not a commodity. It's a gift in the spirit. Come on, I have rest on every side. Glory to God.